0: Thoughts Christmas Ideas Christmas is annoying People I'm sick of Christmas already Caravan maintenance Yeah, at Christmas Trundle beds Christmas tits What's that plastic thing doing down there? Shut up, Christmas Shut up, Renee You shut up, Christmas Quiche Christmas in a frenzy Niche Christmas in a farmer Niche's quiche I've got a brand new CD There it is. There it was. I was waiting for it. Hello, 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 hello. It's been a little while. I have been, um, I've been really sick. I've had walking pneumonia. So it's just, and you can hear it just for a little bit of a heads up. I'm feeling better today, but listen to this. You ready? What an awful noise. It's like having emphysema and I just don't know where it came from. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That was gross. Sorry about that. Sorry being gross in your ear holes. Oh my god, my partner is a fucking Christmas monster. She is a Christmas monster. It's di- it's like it's dialed up in intensity this year. It used to be kind of annoying. She's definitely a birthday monster, um, and her birthday's really got to be big. And it's about her, and it lasts for like three weeks. Um, but this year, something has bloody switched in her about Christmas, and it's just the intensity of the Christmas monster. Sticking fucking candles in pomegranates. Just a whole lot of bullshit going around. Uh, the, the bloody seafood order. Oh, my God. So, like, she she gets... the Oh, it gets me really, really riled up. So, in her mind, the Christmas seafood, you, you got to leave it to the very last minute because it's the freshest of the fresh. It's got to be bloody fresh seafood. And she refused to believe me that... Uh, the seafood markets aren't open on Christmas Day. You don't go there on Christmas morning to get your seafood because the bloody fishermen, they'd like to enjoy Christmas as well. So I went and got the Christmas, bloody, the fish, the fucking seafood order last night at 3 a.m. And she's like, you can go tomorrow. And it ended up in a huge fight. And I had to show her every website showing the, the opening hours of, uh, of fisheries. In her mind, this is what's going on in her mind, is there's a guy at the back with a net catching prawns. And, and like someone goes, she wants six more prawns. And this guy catches them fresh. Oh my goodness. Just this obsessive compulsive family full of fucking fish finger mongers. It's uh yeah, it's, it's fun. Look, it's, it's, look, it's not fun. It becomes unfun. Christmas becomes unfun when you're living with a Christmas monster. Oh my goodness. And just all the the bullshit side dishes that are going on that, you know, I know that she's not going to make properly and then I'm going to have to make them. It's just going to be a lot of stress. You can just feel it. Um, anyway, I'm just going to, you know what I'm going to do? I know she's got a Valium somewhere in her handbag. There, there's a little 10 pack. I'm just going to, dad's going to do that. he's just going to go quiet on Christmas day and just enjoy my little, and also too many presents for the kid too many. It's not right. I think too many is not good because it makes the kid, you know, think that that's normal. Um, but yeah, anyway, this is very private stuff. I probably shouldn't be talking about this, but I don't care. I've got walking pneumonia. Um, anyway, so yeah. The, oh my God. The Christmas monster is really, it's like the reverse Grinch, just like too much Christmas. I get it. I like Christmas as well, but good Lord, when it becomes unfun, that's not bloody, that's not merry. I've been annoying uh, Luna saying that I observe a thing called Kripmar. Uh, which is like Christmas, but it's not the same thing. And she doesn't like me saying Krip She gets quite angry. I hope she comes down during the podcast, actually, because I'm recording this. Um, this is, uh, what do you call it? The day before Christmas Eve. Um, it's about two o'clock in the afternoon. My partner's finally left the house, obviously to buy some more presents because the poor, the poor little child, the poor little child has not got enough. Um, I don't know. We we'll, to we'll go off and find some ridiculous fucking burrata or cheese that she needs the bloody bamboo because i know what will happen she'll be blind drunk by one o'clock and then like i'm in in charge of everything else goodness me yeah so it's been a um a frantic week of um oh what's that stuff on there oh it's a bit of moisture has come down from the ceiling oh that's right the fuckhead's upstairs from us because we live in an apartment block um, and I'm not making, I'm not giving them shit cause they're renters. Cause you know, you've got to rent, but when you're in a rental, you don't really care about the property. Cause you're like, no, nah, whatever. And you, you rarely will make complaints about stuff going wrong in the property because you don't want to seem like you're causing a problem and they'll put the rent up. I get it. But they flooded their flat, which flooded our flat. So our, all our ceilings all yellow and molded. And anyway, and then the, the person came downstairs and they were like, oh no, that stain's always been there. I'm like, look at it. And i had to like make her look at the coagulating water and beating on the ceiling until she believed me and bloody lie so it's been i've had three, three, look, there's three things this week that have really pissed me off walking pneumonia um the fuckheads upstairs i mean they're kind of nice people but they're idiots they also flooded the backyard once because they kept uh flushing cat litter down the toilet um you know that kind of that papery one there's a papery type of cat litter and it just blocked up the drains awfully. They kept flushing it. They completely de- denied it, but the plumber's like, I know what this is and showed us. And then the only people with a cat and it happened above. And it's like, you, you idiot. So they've done that. Now they have flooded me again. And then they're accusing me of bloody making up that there's a stain on the ceiling. Yep. assholes. Also, I left the gas bottle on, on the barbecue. I'm, I'm kind enough to let people use the barbecue, you know, in a communal space, but they turn the gas bottle off. So, um, yeah, that's. Uh, but I've had great stuff happen in the last two weeks. Really exciting stuff too. So I will give you that. But I know you like my rage. You guys, you seem to bond with my rage. Um, I am happy. It's just. Been, it's just been a rough, uh, rough week of walking pneumonia. It's a real thing. Look it up. Walking pneumonia. So you're sick and your your airways are completely ruined. Your bron- bronchioles. Um, but you can still function. Mind you, I did have um, to clear out my sinuses for this. I took a Sudafed, so I'm a little bit. Um, now guess what? So we, so this is the third thing, the third bit of shit. It's not even, even that bad. It's just, I cannot believe how bad it was. So my lovely partner, she bought three tickets to Wicked the Musical and I wasn't meant to be going because I, 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 I mean, I don't mind a musical. I don't love them though. And, but Nana was like, oh, I don't want to go. So I got to go and I've got to say it's, it's what, it, the most painful three hours of my life. It was absolutely appalling and it's one of the biggest blockbusters of musical theatre and I was like how can this be and my partner as well she absolutely hated it Luna loved it she you know all the way through it she's loving it. it's all magical and stuff she doesn't know though she's you know she thinks um you know she thinks two minute noodles taste great like you know chicken two minute noodles and it doesn't matter but um anyway so we were um stuck just stuck at Wicked the Musical for three hours Luna is that you Do you want to come down and say hello? There's water next to the bed. Okay. Well, do you want to come downstairs and say Merry Christmas to everyone on the podcast? All right. All right, she'll come down. Um, So yeah, so you have the intermission and we pretended it was the end and Luna was too smart. She's like, no, but what happens? I'm like, oh no. So we had to go back in for the whole thing. And by the end of it, I'm just sitting there in a packed theater like you know probably 700 people in this you know big theater massive auditorium even more probably a thousand people and people are singing along there was one woman that was like really like what the fuck sorry um there was one woman who was way too into it singing every single lyric who turned around and got angry at me for rustling a chip packet but it wasn't even me but she got it in her head so by the intermission she was eyeballing me like, I'm the chip rustler. Hey, hey, Luna, come down, come down. Come talk to everyone. You've never talked on this podcast. Hey, Luna, come down, come over here. Come come sit here. No, no, you sit here. Sit here. So, it's Christmas Eve. Ooh. Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's the day. What are you hoping for on Christmas? What do you want?
1: My favourite one that I really want to open is Coraline. Oh,
0: I hope you get one. I hope Santa heard. We wrote out all the the things you wanted.
1: Can you t- can the, can you tell them
0: No no say it into there.
1: No wait, I need to tell you he can
0: What? I can't hear you. I can't understand you're whispering so close to my ear I can't hear it. Just just whisper it into there. Whisper, go. Whisper.
1: That Mummy. Face time to elf.
0: Did she FaceTime an elf? That's pretty magical. Mum loves Christmas, doesn't she? Yeah, Do you think Mum loves Christmas too much?
1: But you said you got an, um a letter from the North Pole. I did, yes. And then it said we ran down all yeah. our dolls, but then we made them and I got them.
0: Hey so what happened when we were just doing the shopping just before? Did you get did you crack it? Were you a bit angry? Why? What happened? Tired. Tired. Too much Christmas, yeah? Mum's a, Mum's the Christmas monster.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, pardon me. Anyway, all right, up you go. Go, You go upstairs. Say bye, everyone. Say Merry Christmas, everyone.
1: Merry Christmas,
0: everyone. All right, that's for Nietzsche's quiche, people. Can I get this guy? Yeah, yeah. Off you go. Off you go. Don't lose him, though. Um. Anyway, so the chip rustler, oh, so the chip accuser, just thought it was automatically me because it looked like I was in the vicinity, but then really held on to it. You enjoyed your noodles? Yeah, and they Okay, good girl. Um, she knows them as kids' noodles. She loves um, two minute noodles every now and then. I don't just feed her crap all day, but um, anyway. So the chip rustler then stood up before like the second half started and said, to whoever is rustling chips, I'll meet you in the land of Oz and I'll whack you down with my broomstick. Like a real dork. Um, it was just the worst three hours. Oh my God. It's, and, then, and that was the thing. I was sitting there amongst a thousand people just thinking, how can they just be loving this so much? This is uh, it says Blockbuster on Broadway. Rah, rah. So I went home and I was so angry at it, I had to research it. And I found out it's a critical um, mess. So it's been panned by every critic. Every, the songs were so forgettable. I could There's not even one bar of a song, apart from maybe one line that goes, I'm going to be popular. And it just sounded completely like from Annie. Annie's a great musical. But... Oh, God damn it. So, anyway, uh, I, I read all these reviews. They're all awful. And then I realised what it is. It's a musical for people who listen to Kyle and Jackie O. That's what it is. It's a, it's, a, it's musicals for dummies. It's just the most tuneless shit. It was appalling. So, like, frank, quite frankly, maybe like one and a half stars out of five because the lighting guy was good. And the performances were good. But I don't care. I'm not putting any more time into this. Because every month... A farmer in Queensland gets taken by a crocodile. Um, anyway, we're going after to Christmas lunch tomorrow. where We will we, we, we'll be um, uh, lifting up a glass. I'll be lifting up a glass of... Um, maybe we'll have a pim's tomorrow. Nah, wait, I'll, I'll just have a lemonade. Um, but I'll be lifting up a glass to dear Butch who was taken by a crocodile. Still can't believe it. If you have not listened to the podcast before, our, our family friend was taken by a crocodile in northern Queensland about a month ago. Uh, we still just cannot... It just does not make sense. It does not compute. Um, All right, so hang on, I better play something. I've been waffling and waffling and waffling and waffling. Just just to to get in your problem problem hole. Dear Sam, I got confused at the shops the other day and I tried to write a guide dog donation statuette. Sarah from Bunbury. Hey Sarah, I did exactly the same thing. I thought the guide dog donation statuette was actually a children's ride. So I put 20 cents in its head, crawled on its back, but ultimately I was left disappointed. And people looked at me like I was weirder looking than the way that I looked before with what my head looks like. Just Just to to get get in in your problem hole. Uh... In fact, Wicked the Musical made me so angry I was angry at the Gadigal people of the Aura Nation that let it happen upon their land. You know, like in the theatre announcement before the show and they tell you what land you're on um, and acknowledging it. um, Well, I acknowledge the fact that it was on their land and they let it happen. So I blame the Gadigal. God, it was awful. God, it was awful. So much sass. So little, like... Just so little creativity. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to turn it into this. I've had great stuff happen as well, guys. Sean and Marley. Ah! What an experience that was. But the thing is people loved it. And sorry, if you don't know what this is, it's a cooking show with two boys. They've got Down syndrome. They're the most joyous, beautiful fellas in the world. I implore you, if you haven't seen it, go to YouTube, look up Sean and Marley. It's called Beautiful, Tasty, Beautiful. And it's, yeah, me me and the the boys making sandwiches. Uh, We got so much footage. We made so much, made so many sandwiches as well that we're Got a, we've got another episode coming out in January, but it was an extraordinary thing to do. But then to see the final product, but the best thing has been the reaction from people, because the producer said, "Look, get ready. You're probably going to cop a bit of a backlash because you're the first non-disabled guest." And I was like, "Oh no!" And I know all about the internet and dark places and you know awful things being said. So I was like, "Okay, just prepare yourself, man." It's been so overwhelmingly kind. Overwhelmingly kind. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it was what a joy and it's, that's not what I expected. I thought, I thought it was going to be just the worst, but no, it was completely fantastic. Um, yeah, just loved every minute of it and I'm immensely proud of it. And I'm glad we had really good chemistry cause you know, I've not worked with, um, Down syndrome people before ever. Um, and I was like, I wonder how I'm going to react in this situation. Um, I had a very interesting com- uh, conversation with my butcher, who said he feels very, very guilty um, around Down syndrome people and doesn't know how to react. And he said he watched the episode and he loved it. He understood it, but um, yeah, just a, it was such a great, great experience and so, uh, so, so much positivity uh, in the feedback and you know, and comments from people. So, yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you, Tim, especially. Um, It was just an absolute honour, and I loved every second of it. And I genuinely, genuinely mean that. It was just uh, astounding. Anyway, end of school. End of school's happened. No more schools out for summer. For a soggy summer. It's so wet. I'm in Sydney, and it's just sog-as, and it's pouring outside today. Um, Yeah, so school's out. Luna got an award. Um, and I'm not one of those guys that, you know, it's like, oh, my kid, bloody overachiever, getting an award. But she got an award for being an outstanding citizen, the Citizenship Award. And I was just thinking, oh, they're just giving that to her because, you know, she's not doing well at spelling or something. It's like, no, they're like very, very serious. This is a really big award because she's got empathy and kindness. She looks after kids that are upset. And I was like, oh, that is such a sweet little bloody sweetie, sweet time. Um, So, yeah, that was really, it was gorgeous. And the ceremony was amazing. I hope I haven't told this to you before. Sorry, I don't know whether the walking uh, pneumonia and pseudofed have got to my head, but I feel like I'm, I might have told you about this on the last podcast. I hope I haven't. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, she won the award, which is all good. And then they did the ceremony because it's an infant school. So it only goes to year two. The year twos have to graduate to big school. So there's a graduation ceremony. They made little cardboard, little mortar hats or whatever they're called. And, um the, then the cutest thing in the world happened the preschoolers came out and sang to them face to face so these little tiny three and four-year-olds sang face to face to the year two kids who are about eight years old so long farewell half weirds and goodbye um you know it was rec- the recording was playing so they weren't really seeing it but they kind of were um but then the last bit in that song it's like the l- the little girl goes goodbye and everybody was in tears. It was so pretty because it was really sad and like, ah, oh, God. And all the parents that have been there for, you know, two years just fell in love with their school. They're leaving and moving on. It was just beautiful. Really, really pretty. So that was bloody, that was nice. Yes. <laughs> it was all nice until I found out that Luna had bought a bag of marbles to school plus a bunch of grapes. So I'll let you figure out what goes on here. She's bought a bag of marbles and a bunch of grapes to share with her friends. But then she's decided to share her marbles at the same time as a bunch of grapes. So that was fun. That choking hazard was well worth it. It was, um, yeah, so it was great. And then after school, everyone got um, chicken and chips from Clems. Because the guy who runs Clems, Clems, is a famous chicken shop in Newtown in Sydney. Uh, he's got a kid that goes to the school. So he just laid out some Clems chicken and chips. The kids went nuts. It was a hot afternoon. So there were shirts off. Uh, There were nipples everywhere. It doesn't matter what sex of nipples because they're little kids and it shouldn't matter. So there were bloody shirtless kids running around with fists full of chicken and bloody chips uh, that the hose was on. Everyone was getting wet and muddy. It was Lord of the Flies. It was just the best end of the year for school. We loved it. Uh, it It's just, yeah, it was was wild. It was wild. So yeah, what a great way to end our first year at school. So I couldn't be a prouder little dada. Dada, get your prouder. Da-da! um my wife's probably uh, i don't know what my wife's gonna be bringing home now there's no more to bring there's no more stuff to bring to the christmas di- i mean i've had so many lonely christmases like in my early like singular days and also just like christmas when i was a kid was not really a very massive thing because you know we were definitely not loaded and um yeah there was it just wasn't a thing i remember that probably the lamest christmas i had when i was a kid but also kind of cool, it was at a revolving restaurant in Perth in the 1980s. And it was just me and my mother. And I just remember, I, I think that was my first real moment of melancholia. Melancholia? Yeah, melancholia. Um, I remember looking across at large tables with like huge families, like revolving slowly. And it was just me and my, my mother. And I think I had some Smurfs. I think I got some Smurfs for Christmas that year. But um, yeah, but I mean, it was a revolving restaurant, which is pretty posh. They don't really do them anymore, do they? I imagine in Asia they're still operating. But I used to love a revolving restaurant. It's, it's like, kind of like the, uh, the restaurant equivalent of a viennetta for dessert. Luxurious, but crap. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is fancy. Yeah, what do you mean? It's revolving. Oh, it is too. Look. The vista's changing. Look, Greg, the vista's changing. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's a kind of my memories of Christmas. But my, my partner, she's just nu- she's nuts. Like, absolutely nuts. She's making some tomato tartine, tomato tartin. It's like, no one's going to want it. No one. It'd probably be very yummy actually. Uh, so yeah, so I've just been, yeah, just I guess like head down with walking pneumonia. I got through, I started watching that thing, Yellow Jackets, which I very much enjoyed. About the cannibal girls on a plane that came down. It's on Netflix uh, if you want to watch it. But yeah, I really enjoyed watching that. That was kind of fun. Uh, I like the idea of cannibalism, uh, especially if, like you know when it is uh, more Lord of the Flies like, and there's you're in a position you're like, oh, what are we gonna do? Oh, well, he's already dead and he's frozen in the snow. Well, oh, that meat'll be good still. Let's eat him. Which I don't, you know, I don't really want to do that one day. But I do. I mean, I'm I'm mad for those shows though, um, and even just like survival stuff, like Survivor. I would say yes to, to Survivor, one of those shows, in a heartbeat. Not, um, not I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. I've already said no to that. I'm not doing that. But uh, Survivor, absolutely. God damn, i do that. <sighs> I think I've mentioned it before. I almost got on Bear Grylls' Celebrity Island in the UK. Oh, everyone was starving and angry. I, I'm really good. At, I'm very funny when I'm angry as well. It's when I'm at my best, is uh, mid-rant. Um. Anyway, how you going, Benjamin? I've loved your bloody emails. I'm still getting getting them. I'm still loving them. Still getting them. And it is a busy time of the year, so I did just want to check in with you and uh, pass on some Christmas love to you. I've been wanting to do the podcast all week, but my um, the my walking my walking pneumonia has been so bad, I haven't been able to not cough. So I had to wait until the time that. I was going to get my buddy, get me head right and do it okay. And this, this, this feels good. Hey, fun meme of the week, by the way. The, I don't know where you, where you can find it now. It seems to have disappeared. But it's a meme that says, man got, man got hit so hard he fell in love. And it's basically, I think it's a guy doing a press conference in Israel somewhere, a little fella. And he gets hit in the head with a table. Someone gets angry. They throw a table at the side of his head. And he's sitting next to a very tall man. And as he leans over to, to like, because he's been hit in the head and he's kind of like concussed and confused he accidentally kind of undoes his shirt and then kind of like nuzzles into his nipple um like a kind of like a a small a small small girl (laughs) it's very very strange but um it seems to have disappeared off the internet in some way i think you can look at look it up on youtube but maybe something bad happened to him maybe he died from it i don't know so maybe it's not that funny but it made me laugh i can tell you that um all right i'm gonna play you something i'll come back and we're gonna muck around Tonight on ABC4
1: Ham, Jesus and tomato toasted sandwich A history of religious food Tonight at 9.30 on ABC4
0: I wonder if in 200 years if Christmas will still be around Um, It is annoying I had to buy my, my uh, mother-in-law an air fryer like what that who demands that i'd like an air fryer please like just like it's, you're putting in an order no you go to the good guys buy yourself a fucking air fryer why am i buying you an air fryer um yeah anyway god i can't wait for it to be over tomorrow I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about splitting the podcast in half and just seeing how i get over tomorrow and then i'll put this out on boxing day um and, and reassess what happened with my christmas rage um, you know what? That's probably what I should do. You know what? That's what I'm going to do. Okay, right. I'm going to stop this podcast in a minute. And you're going to get the recap of what actually happened. Because I reckon tomorrow is going to be a lot of fucked up shit. Um, and let's, yeah, let's, okay, let's, let's re, what do you call it? Re, yeah, let's regroup. We'll regroup after Christmas. This will be out on Boxing Day. And I'll tell you all the shit that went down. Bloody air. Who demands an air fryer? Can you get me an air fryer, please? No, you give me the money and I'll go get you an air fryer. What do you, why do you need an air fryer that's full of Christmas wishes? Okay. And, and other family members you just don't know. Like, what am I buying you something for? It's ridiculous. I think it's just this waspy, white, Anglo-Saxon, Protestant bullshit. It's not my world. Anyway, bah humbug. No, not really. I do, I do like it. Not really, though. Back, in fact, my disdain for Christmas will be more palatable on Boxing Day than before it. So this makes sense that I do split this podcast up. That's an idea. All right, I'll circle back. Bye. We'll get back to the bloody meeting soon, guys. Catch you soon. Bye, bye Anton. <laughs> Um, it was good. It was a good Christmas. Oh, we jingle bell rocked and we, and I, and I took off me frock. Um, I fell off the wagon. 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 But I'm back on the, I'm back on the wagon. And I'm two days uh, back on the wagon. So one day off, um, first time in a long time and got rat headed and had a great time. Had a really lovely Christmas. And so this is oh, shit neck. Oh, Hang on. I've got the, um. Automatic level control, that's that's a bit better, isn't it? Is that a bit better? Not as yelly in your ear. I don't like being yelled in my ear, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good Christmas. We did stuff. Prawns were fantastic. Oh my God, the prawns. Christmas prawn, Christmas prawn, come and sit on me. Uh, it was very, very good. Uh, the salty ones, they're the ones. Everyone goes for the sweet. And then when I was at the fishmonger, uh, I had to get up at 3am to go do that and it was still busy, there was still a queue up. It's ridiculous. And my, it, I think I mentioned this in the podcast about my wife being obsessed with the fresh Anyway, I think I did, yes, earlier on. Um, it's been a few days off. Dad Dad went off. Are you strong enough? Hey, um, where's, uh, what's his name? Ben, Ben Johnson. My God, my friend, I have been, so Ben writes me crazy emails. I don't think he writes them. I think it's voice to text. I'm pretty sure it is. And sometimes they're really great. Sometimes they're incoherent, but very funny. And he kind of recaps the podcast for me within the emails in a way. And I was just like, I'm trying to write a new show. So I thought I'd go back, look at all of Benjamin's emails. Um, I'll give you a sample of Benjamin. He's brilliant. So here we go. Uh, this is just, it's just Agripo of nothing. I don't know what this means. Uh, I washed Lou Richard's car after Y2K and cut the collar off my mouse suit. Now I think that refers to the fact that I can't work out what's going on with Benjamin. What is your, what is your ancestral bloodline? You are the most confusing person to me. What you've sold me is that you're a Chinese Irish boy um, who has p- family in Paraguay, and you're married to an indigenous woman in uh, somewhere in Victoria. You've really confused me, and I think I think there might be some truth in some of this. So this is another one. Guilty of dead arm punching. Shout up to Philip Zilner, who was on a current affair about Tourette's. Had a black belt, sat next to me on the bus from Melbourne to Alice Springs. Mine was voluntary. He thought there was something wrong with me. We laughed on my mum's eBay. Love him. My mum's on eBay. Oh, my mum's on Foxtel. What? Um. Anyway, Benjamin, uh, I'm going to be, I'm coming to, ah, vict- oh, geez, sorry about that. That was a bloody, the squeaky chair. Also, the washing machine's on above me, so if anything goes wrong, or if you hear any weird noises, the washing machine just above me. Uh, anyway, so I was looking through the emails, recapping them, and my God, there's some memories in there, but geez, you, you did inspire some stuff. I like that you put in, are you strong enough? Are you strong enough? What's my identity? Um, anyway, uh, and I'm going to stop doing deep dives. I'm going to still do information, I'm going to call it something else, uh, because as he pointed out, it's a bit of a, it is a, it's a everyone says deep dive, and it's a bit of a tool world, uh, tools word, tools word. God, I'm, lo- I'm off it today. I got up very early because I am back on the wagon um, to go get some coffee and go for a little uh, little walk walk just before the sun rose because I'm happier when I'm not sad and drunk, even though I really like being drunk on Christmas day with my family. But not even like much blood family. It was just um, my father-in-law kind of thing. Um, yeah, just it was a really nice day. It didn't get weird. Um, I I mean, I did do pretty much all the food prep, and I didn't even get shitty about that, so I was quite proud of myself. Um, Anyway, Benjamin, thank you for inspiring some stuff in me, and I will watch, there's an Anthony Bourdain episode of um, no, what is it, Future Unknown, what the hell is it called? Bloody uh, Borders Unknown, I don't know what it's called, anyway, there's an episode on Paraguay, which I will get into. I'd like you to coherently write to me, though, uh, Benjamin, and tell me exactly what is going on? Are you, from what I've gathered, are you a Chinese, Irish boy, uh, with maybe a-, a Paraguayan parent? What is going on with you? I can't work it out. Anyway, are you chi- are you pa- Parachirish, Chaparagon, ch- Chaparaguay? Anyway, I don't know. Um, so I'm going to get rid of the deep dive. I'm going to call it Thinky or Thinky or Monaco Bar. I wonder if you can still get them. Oh, I used to love a Monaco Bar. Do you remember that one? It was like a, it was like the original, it's like an a ice cream sandwich, but the Australian version, and it was just a lot more delicate. But the, and the cream in the middle, the ice cream was actually fantastic. Hang on, yeah, hang on, oh, it Dad's gotta go to the beach and have a Monaco bar today. What are you doing today? I'm gonna go bloody have a Monaco bar. And why is it called Monaco? Oh, they still got them. Oh, they do still got them. Where can I get Monaco bars? Uh, yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. There, yeah, there's plenty, there's plenty. The Aldi ones are pretty good. No, thank you. Yes, I know people are into their um, Aldi alternatives. I hear the cheese is... Go- I'm, look, I'm not anti-Aldi, because um, I do get the, the cheap stuff there. Well, I get the, the washing up stuff and the, uh, the bin bags. What the fuck is this podcast, people? What is going on here? Um, I do that stuff there. I get a little bit weird about the food. Especially just like the crap that's frozen and stuff, because I don't really do that anyway. The only frozen stuff we get in our house, because I'm bloody good dad, is fucking peas. I'm not doing any crumbed fish. I know that some people like that stuff, but I bloody don't, all right? I don't trust it. Uh, are you strong enough? Anyway, so I'm coming to Victoria. <coughs> Pardon me. Mid, Mid-January, mid I'll be there. Actually, around the 20th onwards, and I am going back to country, and I'm heading out to, and I don't know whether this is going to work or not. I'm going to Ghulam Goulam, which is an uh, indi- uh, indigenous, like um, Aboriginal, kind of like centre where I got to last time to find out more about my Aboriginal ancestry. And I know there's records there, so I'm going there with my brother and Luna. We're making a trek to go find out more about our family. And we're stopping in Bendigo. We're speaking to um, an auntie there. She she might know some stuff as well. And we're going to get to the bottom of it. I've done all the investigating, but I'm finally doing it for the first time in my life. A real big look for um, where where my family comes from. There was there's talk. The last time we did stuff that maybe maybe related to Adam Goods in some way. I would love that. If not, that's fine. But yeah, we're going to find out as much as we can. So I'll be in. A, 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 and the thing is, I've been leaving messages at Gulum Gulum on their answering machine because they're not answering and no one's got back to me. So I don't even know whether it's going to be open properly. No one answers the phone, but I know this is the process. you got to go there and look for people and talk to them. I get it. But it would be nice if anybody knows someone at Gulum Gulum in Horsham um, to let them know I'm coming uh, probably around the 22nd, 23rd or 24th. And I'd really love to speak to someone because I'd like to look at some records there and find some names and just see, uh, find out some future stuff for my little girl. Because we'd like to know. We'd like to know what's going on. Uh, we'd like to be more connected, uh, especially after the yes vote was sunk. So we'd like to be even more involved now and more political about this stuff and get involved with me ancestry. Um, anyway, Christmas was great. Oh, oh, I'm coming to Wyong, by the way. I'm at Wyong on the 20th of January, so I'm feverishly uh, putting the show together. It's going to be a really loosey-goosey show um, in Wyong, which is always one of the funner ones to see when it's, uh, the show's right in its infancy and not so polished. So putting that all together at the moment, which I'm really excited about because I love doing it, love writing the show, love it. It's one of my favourite times of the year is uh, putting the show together. So I'm doing that, coming to Wyong on, on, Wyong on the 20th of January. Then I'm in Orange, and then I'll be in Adelaide, Adelaide. Sleep with your Adelaide. making sausages and a Silly Billy walk, um, which is going to be fun. The 17th of March, I think, is the Silly Billy walk, and it's going to be in Adelaide. It's going to be the the launch of it all. Even though I've been talking it up and not following through, I'm following through this time. Yeah. Um, God damn it. Um, Not many emails lately. I think people have gone off me a little bit, but it's also like the silly season. People getting silly. And I will be transforming the podcast in the new year. Uh, very excited about that. So just excited. I'm happy. I'm also happy I fell off the wagon and I was able to get back on the wagon. And I don't feel, you know, there wasn't a moment the next day where I was like, "Oh bloody, get stuck in again." I felt so ill. I was just like, "Get off! No, get back on." Sorry. Get out of here. Um, so that 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 was a nice, nice realization to have. So yes, I will see you in. Orange, oh, orange! At the factory, espresso, so, so, and also in Lithgow. I'm coming to Lithgow soon as well. I think I don't even know when that is. April, um, and a few more dates on top of that. So very, very exciting things for me. Maybe not for you, um, and Melbourne as well, of course. So I got a great, um, I got a really good uh, Christmas present. This is a bloody. Well, how good's this one? Um, I got tickets to bloody Elvis Costello. How good is that? I'm going to go see Elvis Costello, and uh, I also got tickets to Roar and Snore. That's the um, the sleepover at the zoo program at Taronga Zoo. So I get to go there with Luna. What a fun, exciting! What great presents are they? I didn't think I'd get anything good. So yeah, I'm. I, and I know a lot of people have a, have had a shit Christmas. And I'm. If you have had a shit Christmas, I hope. Um, Things will be better in the New Year. Fuck New Year's. I can't be bothered with it. I, even fuck Christmas. I'd rather have got those presents um, on my birthday, or not at all, and given them away. Um, I'm not giving them away, though. I used to be a roar and Snow host or um, camp director at Melbourne Zoo. It was called Zoo Snooze there. And uh, it's really fun. We had so much fun doing that. It was You'd have families that would come and stay overnight. Sometimes you've had cool people. You tell ghost stories about all the suicides at the zoo from keepers. True story. Very, very sad. Um, yeah, a lot of keepers back in the early days had to euthanise their animals and then they'd bloody euthanise themselves, um, because of the depression and sadness, because they, the only ones that really understood the animals back in the days, like the 20s to the 1940s. Anyway, lots of ghost stories about, uh, Melbourne Zoo. Uh, some fables and myths, like a little boy who drowned in the duck pond, don't believe that happened, but anyway, we told the story. Um, Always would tell the story about the lions at Melbourne Zoo that ate the man who learnt every form of um, kung fu and martial arts and tried to fight the lions. You know what? That should be my thinky topic this week or my Monaco bar. not doing deep dives anymore. I'm going to call it the Monaco bar or the thinky. Maybe I can deep, deep look. Sorry, I nearly said it. Into, here we go. Melbourne Zoo. Born... Sorry about this. I know it's, it's totally unprofessional, but this is it. This is what it is. I'm losing subscribers on Patreon because of this shit. So f- fair enough. Um, Melbourne Zoo uh, lion attack karate came straight up. Here we go. I'm not an idiot. In late, look, well, of course I'm not an idiot. We used to tell the story. Stop it. In, in late 1989, an Australian martial arts student snuck into a lion enclosure at Melbourne Zoo to fight the beast, only to be killed does this mean that martial arts are ineffective against wild animals the tragic incident you mentioned from 1989 is not a reflection of the effectiveness of martial arts against wild animals martial arts are primarily f- who's writing that oh that's chat gbt why am i on that anyway i want to hear more about this there's got to be more on this uh, kung fu lion 1989 darwin award kung fu lion Man found dead in lion's pen, UPI, Melbourne Zoo, Melbourne Zoo workers. I. I and the story is that as they walked across, because was a there's a um, heritage-listed bridge that got... The lion enclosure is basically heritage-listed at Melbourne Zoo. And you can't see into the lion enclosure until you walk across the bridge. And the keepers came in. I think I've told you this story before. I've told someone else. What you do with um, big cats at the zoo or any carnivores, you give them starve days. So you don't feed them. You don't give them, like, you know, a you know, a heap of meat every day, because that's not the way they'd eat. They'd normally have a big feed, then starve for a couple of days, then have a big feed. So you kind of do the same thing. And they noticed that this was not a starve day, so the animals were meant to be fed. The lions were meant to be fed that day, and they'd normally be quite raucous in the morning when the keepers come in, because... That's the dishwasher above me. Um, But this day, they were all, like, you know, just, like, being quiet. Normally, like... Um, So they walked across the bridge and they saw the lions were just lazing about and then they looked out and they're like oh my god and there was a skeleton there and it was completely reticulated meaning it hadn't been ripped apart it had just been licked clean the lions had ripped the flesh clean from uh this karate guy um and the only things that were left were his hands his face and his feet i'm not joking that's it here we go melbourne australia melbourne zoo workers found the mauled body of a, a of a man in the lion's enclosure, police said Sunday. Officials said the man had been partly eaten. Oh, animal curator Bob Anderson, I remember him, uh, had arrived to feed the lions on Saturday when he discovered the dead man's body with a lion sitting near it. He'd been fairly well mutilated. The only parts intact were the head, shoulders, both arms and one leg. Oh, sir, I, I just... See, that's the thing. You take a story, as we did at the zoo doing zoo snooze and roar and snore, and you just, you know, you fancy it up. So I say, the only thing, his bones were lit clean until they were pearly white. The only thing left were his hands, his face, and his feet. Whereas the actual account here is, uh, the only parts intact were the head, shoulders, both arms, and one leg. The rest was fairly well. Well eaten. Uh, Police said the man only wore pants and had his left left shoulder clothes folded near the 20-foot fence, which he had to climb to enter the compound housing four lions, two male and two female. What an idiot. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, an idiot. But Sad, but I mean, that's mental illness. Investigators said the man was about 35 years old and was a native Romanian, but refused to identify him with relatives in Romania were notified. Police said the man had spent time at a local psychiatric hospital. Yeah, there you go. That's no good. Uh, in a separate incident at Western Plains Zoo in Dubbo, 300 miles west of... Sydney, a tiger mauled a six year old girl on Saturday. Oh, when she put her right hand through a fence. Chantelle was in a good um, good condition after a two hour operation on her hand. Well, that's. You're a silly little bugger, aren't you, Chantelle? I wonder where she is now. 1989. So. Yeah, she had, Yeah, you know, she's. She'd be in her mid 30s, wouldn't she? I, I can't do the maths right now. Too, too, too tired. Uh, 39. She'd be 39. How are you going there, Chantel? Do I know you Chantel? Are you out there? Chantel Owen. I'd like to talk to you about the time you were mauled by a lion. One of the... Um, that'd be... A, I mean, not the worst... Look, in terms of animal attacks, maybe not the worst way to go. Being honest... Like, quite honestly here, as I've, I've you know, researched this stuff. I mean, easily, like, getting a sting or something like that, or, um, you know, like... Uh, I mean, getting malaria and dying of that, that that'd suck. But I'm just thinking... Shark, that would be not good. Crocodile, rest in peach, but, uh, rest, rest in peach, rest in peace, Butch. Um, crocodile, rough, but I reckon you'd pr- pretty, much, pretty, pretty much be shocked straight away and just go. I reckon it's bear is the worst because they're just like, they just muck around with you. They just put a big paw in the middle of your back and just hold you down and just start eating your back like this. Oh. Oh. And not even doing it fast. Just taking their time because they know that they've got time. Awful, awful way to go. Um, but it, I think I've mentioned captured myopathy before, which is how you can switch your heart off. Um, and I know that ungulates do this. Birds can do this when they get caught by animals. They can just go, eh, all right, I'm caught now, dead. Ungulates being hooved animal like deer. And a lion will always go for the jugular or the neck, so they'll suffocate them first. Um, but yeah, goosh, gosh, gosh oh. bear. Oh. Just to do that for you again oh, no, no. Uh, don't watch grizzly man if that terrified you just then terrifying terrifying amazing documentary by the way all right well hey i'm bloody gonna look i've got stuff to do i will be back with you definitely more frequently i promise you this um it's it's not even a new year's resolution it's just like a a thing that i it's a new year's revolution i want to um i just need to change my ways and i'm really inspired by going into, I just, I've I've had, a, I've had a few rough years and it's just time. It's time to stand up and just go, look, fuck it. I just want to be here for you and do things and be positive in a good way. Not in a weird, like, you know, God way, but, you know, in a God way as well. Why not? I just want to be better and give you guys better and be better in general. So I'm looking forward to uh, all the all the little plans and trinkets and wishes and whatnot that I've got going on in the new year. And um, yeah, I will speak to you next week. I promise, I promise, I promise. And uh, also with a new version of the show, which I'm really excited about because I think it's going to um, not broaden it, but open it up in a different way um, to get people in, not just to the, this podcast, but another little thing as well. God, I've always got little schemes going on. He's always got a scheme on the boil. Uh, Benjamin, please get back to me. Let me know exactly what's going on with you. you uh, what are you bloody, um, you're Ch-Paraguayan. Ch-Irish ch, ch-, ch-, Irish Par- ch-, Parish. ch- Parish. Yeah, you're ch Chinish Chinese, Paraguayan, Irish, ch um, Anyway, I want you guys to go have a really lovely week. Um, watch out on the roads there's dickheads out there be lovely to each other have little snuggle cuddles be tactile give someone a cuddle had a weird dream about someone not giving me a cuddle last night from my past Um, his name's Steve Locke from Soho Theatre and we had a small falling out and I met, I saw him in the future, and he was really big. He'd gotten quite heavy. And we were there for a school reunion, even though he never went to my school, but he wouldn't give me a cuddle, and it really hurt my feelings. And then we sat down and talked about it, and I made him cry, and I didn't want to. Anyway, that says a lot about where I am emotionally at the moment. So, um, anyway, look after your friends, look after the people you love, fuck the fuckheads, and always give one fuck. See ya!
1: tell um.